1: Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? We welcome you in to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Coe here with you, joined alongside by West Virginia Spines. We have Matt Harmon in the building. What's going on? I'm usually not first in the pecking order. I wasn't expecting that. Well, I would like to mix it up every now
3: and again. No. Keep us on our toes. Sure, Because clearly, clearly I need it. <laughs>
1: Keep you engaged, Harmon. Keep you engaged, Bell. Yeah, that's always a struggle. All right, we've got the magical beard of fantasy. We have the master of trade calls. We have... Matt Franciscovich, what's up? Trade calls! <laughs> trade, trade, trade!
2: Trade buy, oh, sell!
4: Good. What God. read my call.
1: <laughs> what's read up? Column. What's up, man? We got the whiz kid from Wisconsin, Alex Gilhard was cracking. I'm, I'm
4: shook right now from franchise's uh <laughs> trade trade intro. Trade. Also, we are once again coming to you live from the closet, Underground Radio. Underground. Keep the resistance up. I'm tired of podcasting from this closet. <laughs>
3: I feel <laughs> I feel disrespected by us consistently. You know, I feel attacked in here. You're yeah. always attacked. Uh, yeah, franchise is always feeling very defensive. You know what was <laughs>
4: sad was uh, our friend Max sad. Max was in town yesterday, so I took him on a quick tour of the office oh, and I went yeah. up to the podcast studio and I was like, Oh, I almost forgot what this place looks like. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is and they have new carpeting There's carpet carpet in, in there now. What? It yes. it smells so new. Yes, oh, like a new God. car. Wow. It Hit. sucks
3: because I haven't even, you know, like sometimes when we're podcasting, I'll like Snapchat or post some stuff on Instagram. Like, I don't even want to post anything while we're in oh, here. Oh, yeah. I mean, this I, is I, the most. I posted the selfie it's all, from in here the other day. I know, day. but it's all white walls.
1: It's very There's sad, a white, you know, yeah. marker board. I up feel here. a little dead inside just looking at it. It's it's very. More than usual. It's very. Corpo.
2: No character. Hmm.
1: None,
0: mm. none whatsoever.
1: <laughs> uh, we've got producer Chris is here as well. What's going on, man?
0: What's up, guys? How you doing? How you feeling, pal? I'm, I'm. You know what? It's early. Okay. Um, had to bring in this equipment to the closet. Right. Yeah. So get here a little right. early. Yeah. Right. D- Dabs, yeah.
4: The producer Chris yes. is bringing this this ghetto rig <laughs> every time we do this. Get <laughs> yeah. here like an hour early. There's like
0: a million wires, and
4: it all comes together. It looks so. like the inside oh. of a transformer yeah. on this table right now.
1: <laughs> it does look good. All right, we uh, got a great show in front of us here today. We're gonna, of course, get to every damn game, but. Uh, added a couple new segments here as well Uh, talk to people about the players that we actually dropped from our own personal teams Um, players we picked up as well we'll give you deep sleepers we will give you and reintroduce you to trade calls Trade, trade, trade. Buy, buy, buy. Uh, You know, since that's like one of our own
3: segments, can't we theoretically just actually drop that into the show? We probably could. (laughs) We could get it.
4: But I might be better with this if we just make our own stupid noises. Yeah, well, that would be consistent with our podcast.
1: Um, (laughs) Yup. It's a terrific column uh, written by our very own Matt Franciscovich. You can find it at NFL.com slash trade calls. Each and every week he tells you who to buy, who to sell, uh, and I will throw out a couple other names here as well, but uh, we'll get into some trades. W- look, we're, we're basically entering the, the mid-portion of your season now, and I just wanted to mix it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Just mix it up a little bit. I know trade calls, or trades anyway, are, are uh, a big thing uh, in leagues right now, so there you go. Uh, we will, of course, uh, close out your show with Daily Desk, but we start, as always, with your top headlines. News! News! News, 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 news! news. All right, let's start in the <laughs> desert. Adrian Peterson has been traded. The expectations there, um, I will start. Trade calls. Trade calls.
3: Adrian Peterson traded. Trade, trade, trade.
1: Um, I'll, I'll start by saying this. Um, I, I am one of the few people on planet Earth that has high expectations. Are you serious? What is- Adri-
2: I know. I know. Why? I know. Why? Is the air quality <clears throat> infecting you around here? <laughs> He's just added to the oldness of this roster.
1: Uh, what, and by the way, what is it with Arizona? I mean, this is multiple regimes now, but Arizona just – I mean, they just love to get older players. And it doesn't matter if it's if it's football. I mean, it goes all the way back to, you know, Emmitt Smith, Edger and James, all those guys. Now Adrian Peterson into the mix as well. But even in basketball, like, they picked up an aging Sha- Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, it just – they just seem to get these aging superstars in Phoenix for whatever reason. I'm but trying to find the tweet like, uh,
3: from Eric Edholm right now that talked about like their combined ages, but it's, it's l- outstanding.
2: It's like you know how people flock to Florida when they retire on the East Coast. Yes, Arizona's like that state people go to on the West West Coast that I they got retire. You. So sure. that's like they're getting ahead one step ahead.
1: I guess so. Yeah. Anyways, look, Adrian Peterson uh, traded to Arizona. Uh, teams open with Carson Palmer, Bruce Arians, all those guys out there. So Larry Fitzgerald as well. Wow, that is an old team, man. Um, but, uh, let, let, talk to me about the – go ahead. So this
3: is the tweet from Eric Edholm who writes it at Pro Football Weekly and a couple other spots too. He said, the Cardinals are defying NFL ageism as we speak. Quarterback-wide receiver combo combined 71 years old. Hello. Kicker-punter combo 77 years old. Running back duo. Who's their kicker? Phil Dawson.
1: And who's their punter?
3: I have no what idea. What a random I have ass. No idea. Okay. Uh, running back duo, sixty-five years old. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Wolf. that well, that was before they. I think that was Chris, before they, they released they,
3: Chris Johnson. They just ditched Chris Johnson, yeah. but nevertheless,
1: nevertheless, the the tweet stands.
3: I think Andre Ellington's kind of sneaky old though, because he he's came been in, in the league for
4: like he, five years. Well, he also
3: came in into the league at like as he's like an older twenty-four. <laughs> he was pretty old for rookie. He's twenty-eight already.
4: <laughs> oh God. He's okay. even pretty
1: old. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. All right. So talk to me about Adrian Peterson. expectation. He was by far. Uh, and it was very nice of them to, to do this trade on a Tuesday, too, by the way. Or was it a Monday? Yeah, I think Either it was way, Monday. You, it was Monday so you could put in the waivers yeah. uh, for Adrian Peterson. He was I'm sure that's what they were thinking about. Uh, absolutely. They, <laughs> absolutely. Bruce Arians was thinking about his fantasy football team. No doubt about it. Um, he's like, man, I got the number one waiver priority. There is
3: no chance Bruce Arians plays fantasy okay. football. Literally not.
1: Words, I mean, I we're could-
4: <laughs> already spending too much time on this topic, so let's let's cook it here. Overlord. All right, jeez, oh, we're, we're ruining the Can you give me? We're bashing about Bruce Arians playing fantasy football <laughs> on a segment about an aging running back on a bad offense. It matters. Like, oh my god. All right. Adrian, Sorry, we're for having fun.
1: Apologies. Adrian Peterson was clearly the most added player uh, off the waiver wires this week. Uh, Adrian Peterson expectations we'll start with you Matt Harmon I don't have too
3: high of expectations I mean they're leading the NFL right now in passing play percentage I think obviously by making this move for a two down running back they obviously want that to come down a little bit Think they want that to come down a lot yeah but he's going from a run from an offensive line that's pretty good to an offensive line that's been a train wreck so far not just in the pass protection but also run blocking so it's tough to really think that this is a big move up for him but it's definitely better than what he was dealing with in New Orleans where he was clearly just not a fit uh I don't know I just I don't have high expectations I, I do not see him being like an every week play or anything uh I don't think Peterson's necessarily washed up either I think he's looked okay in a couple I agree. in a couple limited looks so I'm open to the possibility that this is a big upgrade for him but also just it just from another schematic fit it,
2: it's it's an odd one for him franchise I wouldn't overreact as a fantasy owner. I right. agree with Harmon that I don't think he's going to be an every week play. We saw Chris Johnson kind of in this early down role there, just not do anything. But they needed some kind of spark back there. They're their last uh, in the league in rushing, 51 rushing yards per game, 2.6 yards per carry. Like They needed something as an upgrade there to give a guy more volume and hopefully like get more yards on early downs. But uh, and maybe maybe if they can get close, you know, Carson Palmer stops throwing in the in the near the end zone and AP get some goal line looks. Right. But I'm not like overreacting or freaking
4: out about it. Gellar. Uh, I mean, here's what the running backs have averaged in Arizona thus far this year on their carries. Two point five yards per attempt. One point seven. Three point eight is the standout performance. Two point one and that last 2.1 was David Johnson as well behind this offensive line. So yeah. I'm just I'm just not enthused. Like they the offense runs through Carson Palmer's right arm. I know they're getting Peterson to try and fix that, but I I'm going to have to see a lot to believe it or waste a waiver priority on going after Adrian Peterson.
1: Well, I this is this is the reason why I know that I'm in the minority, but I just think he's a great fit here, man. Um and, and again, Harmon, you mentioned the run block. Yeah, I, you know, I don't think it's it's that bad. I think they're slightly below average, but it's not an absolute train wreck in terms of what they're doing, run blocking wise. But um, they've got a great defense. I, I just think about you know Bruce Arians. He's been pretty creative in in getting the most out of his players as well. They've got speed on the outside with J.J. Nelson, John Brown, um, all the Browns, I guess. All the Browns. Drown, all the Browns. John, Drown, yes, they're all they, they've all got good speed out there. <laughs> they've got John Brown, Jaron Brown, and John Jaron
4: Nelson. Those and aren't then, his names. Yeah, probably
1: not. You they should be. Oh God. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and, and Larry Fitzgerald roaming the middle. I, I just think that they are actually equipped uh, to run the ball and run a very traditional offense from under center. And I think that's what they would like to get done. Um, and again, I just think about a, a pretty good coach with a great defense. What's missing? It's a good running back, and you mentioned those yards per carry uh, for those various running backs in Arizona, I, and I know that David – but, I mean, it was a small sample size for David Johnson. So mm-hmm. I just think moving forward – I mean, you guys t- say he's not an every-week play. I don't see how he's not he's got, he's in right. every-week flex play.
4: Here's what he is right now. He's older Jonathan Stewart coming off major surgery on a worse offense. Like I, that's, So if you want 12 carries for 44 yards every week, then – that's because he's going to lose passing down work to Andre Ellington too. I think they'll work in
1: Andre Ellington. I, I think they'll play them both. I, I mean, I, if Bruce Arians is smart, I think they'll find a way to play both guys.
4: But that's that's what I'm saying. They will, but like he's got, Peterson's going to lose all that passing down work. So, I mean,
1: so, I, I I don't know if it's see. I guess I'm not I'm not fully on board there yet. I, I would say I'd have to see whether or not they're going to use uh, AP at all in the passing in, in the passing game. But I. He's is what he's
3: like thirty two or whatever, and he's never, never been, yeah, been a passer. We have a massive sample. Literally, I know, I
1: know, I know, I know. But look, it's just a new scenario, new coaching staff, blah 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 blah. Bottom line is, when we're talking about a guy who is supposed to be, you know, supposedly a should at least inherit a, a large majority of the backfield touches, in today's landscape, I just I don't see how this guy's at, not at least an every week flex play. I don't know. I, that's just me. I, I mean, I would view him where I view, I, let's say, Isaiah Crowell right now. I mean, forget about the draft price. Oh, okay. Forget, forget about ADP. That's fair. Because he's, he's been an absolute bust in terms of ADP. But uh, you're playing him. I mean you're not you're not happy grudgingly. about the, yeah you're not <laughs> happy about the price you paid to, to play him but you're playing Isaiah Crowell and, and that's kind of how I view Adrian Peterson right now um, in Arizona but we'll move on all right Tyler Eifert done for the season maybe his career's done man Oof. I don't know he's got back surgery it's the third back surgery in his young career he's gonna be a free agent this offseason I'd be man I' tell you what I man I'd be surprised if a team picks him up but um, Tyler Croft the starter now a solid streamer I would imagine, moving forward, again, just a streamer, not an every-week play, but Tyler Croft, uh, they utilize their tight ends there in Cincinnati.
2: But Uh, Bengals on bye this week. Bengals on a bye this week. Use Croft this week. Exactly, exactly.
1: Uh, Ty Montgomery, full participant in practice Wednesday. Still might not play Sunday. Actually, we really got to see for the Thursday report because I guess Thursday is is the Packers' only full pads practice of the week. So we'll see if he practices today. Jordy Nelson, his back. Uh, was flaring up on him in that game against Dallas. He was a full participant on Wednesday. He doesn't believe his injury will be a problem for his game on Sunday. Same game, same position. Stefan Diggs dealing with a sore growing injury. He also expects to play uh, on Sunday versus Green Bay, but it's a short week for him, a great matchup for him as well. Thoughts on all the injuries. We'll start with you, Alex Gilhar
4: I mean, Jordy, I'm not worried about Ty Montgomery. It seems like he's probably not going to play still. And even right. if he does, uh beat reporters close to the team uh, have been hinting that it sounds like it's still going to be Aaron Jones leading the way right. by a long shot. As for Diggs, I mean, I want to want to wait and see what the injury reports look like later in the week because yeah. this is really concerning because the groin injury is exactly what. Slowed him down after his massive breakout to start the year last year. He got against that, Green Bay. Against Green Bay, <laughs> it was A- on prime time. He yeah. got that. He got that 180
1: or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah,
4: he got that groin injury, and then it just slowed him down. I mean, he still had good weeks, but you could tell. I mean, lower body soft tissue injuries are bad for wide receivers. So it's real tough. Right, we're gonna have to wait and see, but this could mean great things for Adam Thielen and Kyle Rudolph uh, if if Diggs is limited or even worse out.
3: Matt Harmon. I think that was well said. I don't really have much to add.
1: It's, it's tough because, again, he's a primetime player. It's a great matchup here. Um, but the quarterback position is in flux there in Minnesota, and the injury certainly is
2: concerning as well.
3: I mean, if he's playing, I'm going to play him. Yeah. Like, that's uh, just the way I'm going to go down with that ship.
2: And I don't think they can roll Sam Bradford out this week. No. You know, after what nah, happened nah, 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 oh, Monday night. God. So, you know Case Keenum is in there getting the reps all week. And yeah. Keenum's we've, been pretty good. We've seen He's them connect
1: fine. Yeah. this year. He's yeah, been fine, Keenum's been pretty good. Yeah, it has not been the train wreck that uh, a lot of us thought it might be. So, right, you're right. Uh, Derek Carr could legitimately be back Sunday versus the Chargers. I don't think anybody is playing Derek Carr. Am I wrong in saying that? I don't, and I don't think anyone thinks you know stiff-ass Derek Carr is going to improve the fantasy <laughs> prospects. Is that his full given yes. Christian name? Uh, absolutely. His government name is <laughs> stiff-ass Derek Carr. Um, I don't <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh my lord. Oh, uh, I don't think it's going to improve the fantasy prospects for Amari Cooper or Michael Crabtree. But I, I, I thought EJ Manuel again was a serviceable quarterback. But um, I don't know. D- does anyone disagree?
4: No. no, no. This doesn't do anything. I, I would, him, him coming back doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, yeah I don't. I think mean, so I would
1: start Crabtree and I would bench Cooper. Yep. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Um, it's, uh, and, again, it's three consecutive weeks now he's been in the single digits? Or Correct. two consecutive. Three. Oh, hey,
4: no. The ball is going to find him.
1: <laughs> the ball is going to find
4: him. Oh, yeah, no. you just you have to let Cooper ride the pine until yeah. he gets his mental state with the game right now sorted out. It's this just, is Amari like Cooper's it's, it's, it's quote it's to a, ESPN. Oh, you're going to read it? Yes.
1: that's <laughs> uh, Amari Cooper believes the, quote, quote, unquote, the ball will find him eventually. That's how I look at it, Cooper said. Just keep being me. Just keep doing me. Stay true to who I am, and the ball will find me. Oh, boy. Not great, Bob. That's uh, not good. <clears throat> it's not great. <clears throat> All right, so there you go. Uh, Robert Kelly is a quote-unquote long shot to play Sunday versus San Francisco with an ankle injury. Uh, remember, he's also dealing with those sore ribs as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Gruden said Samaje Pirine will get the majority of the carries, San Francisco currently giving up the fourth most fantasy points to running backs. Expectations for Samaje Ryan. the dream will not die. I was yes, gonna say, I, loved, I know. I love that this was <laughs> in give the him another chance.
4: I know you saw that news, James, and we're like, it's gonna yes.
2: happen. <laughs> I pick. I went and picked oh, him up immediately man. when I saw this news last night. You because, know who you
1: picked him up from? Because I dropped him ah. in NFL fantasy. La- I went to go hurry, hurriedly go pick him back up and. He was on your team.
2: He's gone. Ah. He's gone. I was like on my bus on the way home <laughs> just adding him in every single league. Good for you. Uh I I mean it I don't know. it's a it's a great depends. matchup, man. It's a good matchup. He's had some issues with uh ball security, uh, which yeah. is why he's been kind of in Gruden's doghouse cuz Gruden doesn't like running backs who fumble. Right. But he he was a talented prospect coming out of school. He's sure. a, he's an early down banger and you know, he can tr- run guys over. He's not going to he's not going to blow the roof off with his speed or anything. That's what they have Chris Thompson for. But I think early down work, goal line work is P rines and against San Francisco I like the matchup. So Depending on who you el- who else you have like in your flexes or whatever, I would roll P Ryan out there high volume.
3: And James, you did a good job of pointing this out in your co-nose piece this week, trying to use some of the next-gen stats to quantify run blocking that Washington is really giving their running backs a, a lot of running room. That they're yeah. giving them a lot of push. Uh, and Rob Kelly really just not a player you know, that's doing much with it. So if, if Piran can t- take a hold of this job, it's a really good situation for running backs. I mean, that's why so many people were drafting him uh, so aggressively. So hopefully we, we do see that, and it is a good spot for
1: it. All right. Tom Brady dealing with an injury to his non-throwing shoulder. He is expected to play. Rob Gronkowski, his thigh is good to go. He's back practicing, and he's expected to play As well. Hooray! Uh, We will, uh, speaking of the New England Patriots, transition to players you dropped slash picked up this week. And Matt Harmon, we'll start with you. So this week I started going around in a couple
3: leagues and picking Rex Burkhead back up. Oh! And here's why. Okay. Because, look, he's supposed to come back at some point. He's been dealing with the rib injury that's that's made him uh, miss several games here since week two. Yeah. Uh, But... I think there's opportunity to come back to because Mike gillisley has been a disappointment so far. Uh, he's not adding anything as a runner, and he's a complete zero in the passing game. I think you know, he's literally seen zero targets, no, targets. I mean, he is, he's targets. a legitimate zero. <laughs> like I t- you say, like Adrian Peterson is a zero yeah. in the passing game. Well, at least he like occasionally gets some balls he has from him right. as well. two targets. Yeah, a yeah, 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 yeah. But gillisley, a a legit zero that's crazy uh, man <laughs> speaking of adrian peterson we, you know i talk about the running back stats from next gen stats the yards after defenders close in on them he's yes. averaging just 3.25 uh yards after uh defenders close in on him that being mike Gillisley, the nfl average is 3.7 so underperforming as just a pure runner and if he's underperforming as just a pure runner what is he r- really doing uh, he's he's a guy in, in like PPR leagues, especially, just kills you because he gets no passing game work. He if he doesn't score a touchdown, he's gonna give you like four oh, or he's, five points. He's unplayable. It's, in yeah, it's, it's a nightmare. I mean, even in standard leagues, it's been a nightmare yeah, so yeah, far. Yeah. If he doesn't score. Right. And the Patriots, like with the way their defense is right now, they're not gonna be like having situations like with Garrett Blunt last year where they're just killing teams and then they're just killing clock in the second half. Like that's not gonna happen. So I think they need more versatility. And Burkhead, of all their running backs, you know, Dion Lewis aside, brings that versatility. It's something yeah. that... Bill Belichick even talked about in an interview, you know, he said, I don't want to be predictable, and they're too predictable with Mike Gilsey right now. So I'm going back in, scooping Burkhead back up, okay. again, just hopefully getting a piece of, of a high-powered
1: offense. I feel like he's one of those guys, man. It's like a handful of running backs that i just, I, I just clinging onto for dear life. It's Rex Burkhead, it's Jalen Richard, it's Deontay yeah. Foreman. It's like, oh, God, something's going to happen with this group. I mean, with the way running backs are,
3: you just want to get pieces of good offenses and and productive scoring, you know, for fantasy. And that's true. That's just, yeah, I'm agree. I'm agreeing with you. Like Oakland, New England, these are good offenses. Like pick these backs up. And who did you drop? I, like, this was the funny thing. When you sent this segment out, I was like, I feel like I didn't have to make any major drops because all my players are hurt. <laughs> so, it's like, well, that's an easy one-two swap. Like, I had s- Odell Beckham on so many teams. I know. Oh, me too, man. I've dropped Beckham for oh, guys like God. Jermaine Curse. It's so Ricardo sad. Lewis. It sucks. But it's so, so sad. I feel like I didn't really have to make any major drops. Uh, I, I will say and this leads into my deep sleeper later. Okay. I have kind of given up the, the ghost on deandre washington and did cut him in a few spots okay
2: same
1: tease there a little bit later there you go uh matt franciscovich player you dropped and picked up
2: yeah we just talked about p ryan who i added uh there you go dropped it's rawls pick up. thomas rawls in a lot of places Tommy rawls
1: by week it's La- looks like a split carry situation yeah
2: exactly last week i added eddie lacy i added thomas rawls in a bunch of teams mm-hmm. and now they're on the bye week they didn't do anything yeah it's a split it's a split workload i don't think any of these guys are going to be reliable with that Seattle offensive line. So, okay. added Pirine for Rawls. And then another guy I'm adding, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who mm. actually Gelhard talked about as a deep sleeper last week. This is good. But just this morning, a report came out of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, I believe, uh, that the Steelers might scale back Martavis Bryant's role this week oh to, no. quote-unquote, give him a break, oh. which would, I believe, Juju's been playing mostly in the slot, would move him outside and – they want to bring Eli Rogers back to the slot role. So, uh, although
3: wasn't it wasn't the wasn't the report like based based off something Ben said? It was, which might I'm as well, sure. which might as well be
1: like, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I c- could really care less about what's coming out of Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger's mouth these days. <laughs> ben Rothless this is the this is the uh, Roto World headline, anyways. Ben Roethlisberger reportedly hinted the Steelers could give Martavis Bryant, quote unquote, a break this week against the Chiefs. And again, as you mentioned, it does cite the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette talking about Eli Rogers and his role there.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure Martavis will be out there, but maybe Ben will be targeting eight times a game. You know, I think I like I kind of like Juju. He's been somewhat productive.
1: Or maybe it's just possibly a situation where Mike Tomlin looks at the offense and says, man, we got to keep the first downs moving. Yes. And, and just the deep dropbacks for Ben have not been working. As a matter of fact, I think per next gen stats, he has the worst quarterback rating in the NFL uh, targeting wide receivers deep downfield. So either him or Kaiser. That's he also has stupid. the
3: lowest passer rating when throwing into tight windows too. That's Ben so Roethlisberger not, yeah. does. Yeah. Company, yeah,
1: that's uh, not good. So he's. No. Yeah.
2: They need to change I'm something. My, I'm, yeah, <coughs> yeah. I don't, so I, don't get on the bench I so just fine. would,
1: I just would assume, I just would assume that maybe they're like, you know what, man, it's five weeks in. Maybe we should just throw in a short passing game, and and that's where Eli Rogers could work, I guess. Yep. Yep. Um, all right, so. Uh, In terms of pickups for me, uh, I mean, obviously I tried to add Jarek McKinnon where I could. Um, You know, I've got a sneaky good feeling about Dante Moncrief. Hmm. Indianapolis taking on Tennessee Monday night. Tennessee has given up the most touchdowns to wide receivers uh, this year. I I feel – I'm not
4: going to lie to you. I've I've been adjusting some lineups over here. I've been staring at him long and hard (laughs) in a couple leagues. (laughs) But he's been riding my bench for five (laughs) weeks, and I'm like – Hmm. Is this the
1: week? Is this the Dante Moncrief week? He's,
4: I think he's like getting out
3: targeted by Kamar Aiken he's, right now. He's which, playing less than Aiken. Aiken has outsnapped him. In-
1: I games, think he's out snapped him, but yeah, but no, Moncrief's still out targeting him, but not by much, man. Yeah. This this is an offense that just throws to to T. Wild,
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jacoby Brissett, T. <laughs> this is and that's what good backup quarterbacks do. They come in and be like, "Where's my? <laughs> let me not mess around. Where's my best player? <laughs> throw and I'm it gonna him. throw it at him." Yep, exactly. But
1: uh, against a Tennessee offense that you know, or a Tennessee defense rather that um, has given up a lot of yards and touchdowns to the wide receiver position. Dante Moncrief is, is still a pretty good touchdown maker. So, yeah. I don't
4: know. Can I read you guys something gross here, though? So, Kamar Aiken does have more targets. He has oh, 24 no. targets. He only has eight catches yeah. on yeah. those targets. Woo. But he's oh got a nice gosh. yardage total of uh, 69. 69 yards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty Moncrief, good. Moncrief, on the other hand, 21 targets, 11 catches, buck 74, and a touchdown. So I would imagine. You're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I, I feel like Brissett hooked up with him should. on, like a 50-yard bomb early. He did. They that did. was first his game in. First game, yeah. Yeah. First game yeah. in. First yeah. 50 game in. 50-yard bomb. He threw. Yeah. And Brissett threw him a touchdown too. There you yeah. go. Yeah. In in Seattle.
1: So that is one guy that I have added because of those but leagues where I had to drop Odell. I back.
4: did also. I've been scouring I, through my leagues for this segment. I did find I dropped Alan Hearns in a league because I think I had been hanging on to him like the hopes oh, and Marquise dreams. Marquise Lee is injured. Yeah. Like maybe he'll get more than four targets in a game. Nah. No. Nope. Jags, pass catchers, get them out of my life. Yes. And I picked up George Kittle in a couple spots. Yeah, streaming buddy. Yeah, streaming yeah. him. There you go. Nice. I like it. Let's
1: talk about deep – speaking of George Kittle, what a great deep sleeper he is. But other deep sleepers we have either for this week or possibly early week six pickups. But Matt Harmon, will start with you.
3: Yeah, so I, I teased a little bit earlier, and he led off the deep dive list. It's Jalen Uh, I think he's the best running back in Oakland right now. Yeah, I, buddy. And I, I like Marshawn Lynch has been a disappointment shock. A uh, player that was retired last year after being washed in 2015 has not been much of an asset so far. DeAndre Washington, like, I know he was drafted ahead of him. I was definitely excited about DeAndre Washington coming into fantasy this year because I thought they'd really try to make him the guy. He's been hurt recently, but, like, Richard has just shown more. Every yeah. time he touches the ball, good things tend to happen. He looks like that. And, you know, it's one of those things where I tweeted this, like, just for all my close friends to hear, I think Jalen Rashard might be <laughs> the best back in Oakland. Right. But, like, Raiders fans in troves came out and were like, oh, hell yeah, we've been saying this, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, I'm like, really? that, like, made me feel good oh, okay. about the take a little bit. But, again, I just – fantasy right now with the running back position, I'm trying to get, like, ahead of the curve so that, you know, in a couple of weeks when there's a waiver wire rush like there was for Aaron Jones or Jarek McKinnon, you can have these players – kind of already on your roster if you have the room for it. I mean, there are a couple leagues, too, where I wanted to add Richard, but, you know, I couldn't because it just I have just no room for him or whatever. Yeah. But you want to try to get these guys, you know, at this point in the season on your bench so that, again, when that waiver wire run comes – you, you're already
1: ahead of the curve, and and I think it's coming for Richard yeah. at some
3: point because I th- I do think he's he's legitimately really good.
1: I mean, I think it, I, to your point, it's and this is why we do the segment. It's because it's funny if you were in a league with me. In a lot of my leagues, I was like, you can have Latavius Murray. I'm just gonna wait for that that whole waiver wire period to clear, and then on Thursday or Friday morning, I'm just gonna go pick up Jack McKinnon. And just yeah. see what happens. Yeah. And just see what happens. Not well, necessarily that said, it pays as off. As a
4: lifelong J-Mac truth. Exactly. Oh, man. You, I was you all, couldn't I turn, was turn your back all, on no. him.
1: No, I was all about that yeah. life, dude. Not that I even played him in, in a lot of leagues, but, you know, I'm just like, hey <laughs> – I'll pick him up. Why the hell not? Yeah, they're definitely. I did the same thing with McKinnon. I think that's the way you want
3: to be. Like you, you want to be forward thinking in this, not like trying to chase. That's exactly right. All
1: right, Wizkid, what you got? Deep sleepers.
4: Uh, I'm gonna go with Taylor Gabriel. Actually, I was nice. starting to think about him when I was I doing like the it. matchup column, uh, because Muhammad Sanu is probably gonna be out. Julio Jones is limited and then I was listening to our pals uh, TJ Hernandez and Chris Raybon on the uh, DFS MVP podcast this morning on my way to work, and they were making a good case for Gabriel too. Um, I mean, especially for Daily Fantasy. But uh, in his one game last year where Sanu was out, he had three catches for 82 yards and a touchdown. You remember Taylor Gabriel last year when that offense really started cooking down the stretch. He had a five-game period where he scored five touchdowns. He only had one game without one. He had one, two, one, and one. Um He's the type of guy where especially with a bunch of good offenses on buys this week, like the Falcons are at home. They're big favorites over the Dolphins. Yep. Like with all those other players limited, they might just toss it to Taylor Gabriel on short passes, and then you know he's got like that's his his MO is yeah. like, Oh, you're gonna throw me a five yard pass and I'm gonna go seventy yards to the house. That's so right. he's he's a nice upside play, especially in standard leagues where like, you know, you need a big play and you're trying not to bank on like a, a PPR. Or Welfare Queen, as our friends <laughs> call Jarvis Landry. <laughs> uh, but Such you, you know, line. it's a great it's a great line. But Gabriel's got a lot of upside and you could easily see a situation in this game where he goes out and scores two long touchdowns. Absolutely. I mean he could also blank you like he did uh before their bye with five targets and zero catches against the Bills, but that is the Bills, not the Dolphins. So yeah. I like I like Gabriel as a deep sleeper this week. I like it too.
2: Franchise, what do you got? I'm staying in the same game
4: and I'm yeah? going with Austin Hooper at Ooh, tight end who I a streamer. Go. Whoa. Yeah,
2: again, with Sanu out, yeah. uh, and when Julio Jones left the game in week four, Hooper saw a season-high seven targets against the Bills. is going to be out again. Uh, more looks for Hooper. The Dolphins have been allowing uh, the 10th most fantasy points per game to tight ends this season, and uh, Hooper's out there on 76% of Atlanta snaps, so okay. he's going to oh, be girl. lurking around.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go bold here. I'm gonna say deep sleeper Jared Goff. Yeah, you you can have some. Versus, yeah, uh, we're looking at this on the
4: rundown before you came in, and I was like, "Excuse me." That's
1: right. I'm going completely contrarian play. I'm going completely against the grain here. Um, The Jags are magnificent defensively. There is no doubt about it. I just, but this is the thing. I just feel like it's an absolute trap game. For the Jaguars, coming off their one of their best performances, I I think it's the best performance of their uh, of their young season uh, against Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. Certainly, the most high profile. Five turnovers. I blacked out. Okay. Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, They go west. They go on the road. It's you know they're going to have to take on um, go go into the Coliseum and take on a pretty good offensive team. Um, And again, it's a situation where I don't think Sammy Watkins does anything but I think golf will s- spread it around just enough and be effective just enough to be a viable streamer. Again, this isn't a- going against a- completely against the grain, but I, I just, again, in what feels like the trappiest of trap games, I think a good offense can get off. Uh, and again, I'm not even saying that the Rams are going to win. I just think that Jared Goff uh, is at least in an okay spot, uh, Catching the Jags napping—that would just be my thing.
2: But I believe the game is in Jacksonville, actually.
1: Then forget what I just said. <laughs> oh, is, yeah. is that, that is, true? It when is, I wrote this it down, it's in yeah. Jacksonville. It's in Jacksonville. Oh, no,
2: still, if you play DFS or something and need to save some money on a quarterback, and I would, mm, I, I mean, would not go to cough. dude.
3: I don't know. play any. Don't play quarterbacks against the Jags. <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> it,
1: well. They have shut down just about everybody. Your next pick is a good one. Elijah McGuire versus the Pat, the, yes. the The Pats. That's a great call. Okay. Well, uh, Elijah McGuire is a pass catcher running back. Matt Forte is still dealing with the toe, although he is back at practice. Uh, and Bilal Powell, I don't think he's anticipated to play. He's got an injury as well. Calf injury. Bilal Calf in- Powell. Bilal. Uh, the <laughs> Patriots have given up, uh, what, the one of the three, the three most generous – Uh, defenses to pass-catching running backs. You can just Just say they suck. In in
4: general. Just in general. Only one team has given up more total yards to running backs than the Patriots, That's the Chargers. That's uh, not great. And the Patriots have added in six touchdowns, total touchdowns for good measure, to running backs.
1: Elijah McGuire versus the Patriots. I think that's – I mean, everyone likes that stream, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I mean, it won't shock me if he's the best back
3: in New York for fantasy, like, come three weeks from now. For the Jets, you're saying? Sorry. Yeah, I said New York. Yeah. No, well, I mean, no, hey, no, that <laughs> included, actually. No, no. the statement stands. <laughs> still statement still stands. New York. <laughs> I mean, if we're uh, not talking city. about Buffalo, you know, yeah. up, upstate okay, New York, good. whatever. Yes. Perfect, mm-hmm.
1: perfect. The city of New York, even though they play in New Jersey, but right, whatever. Correct. We'll move on. Uh, trade calls. Just made my head
4: spin. Trade, yeah, that calls. Was a lot. trade calls. That was a lot of
1: geography for James, too. Wow. Jim, yeah, way proud too of you. Yeah. Proud of you. Way too much. I'm just so confused right now. Uh, trade calls. NFL.com slash trade calls. It's a terrific column written by our very own Matt Franciscovich in the article in your most recent uh, column, you say sell Todd Gurley.
2: Yeah, man. Sell he's got Todd a rough... Gurley. He's I've been saying sell Todd Gurley for a few weeks just okay. because he has this stretch coming up of really tough matchups. Uh, I mean, the Jags give up a lot of points to running backs, but in the next eight contests, uh, he faces five top eight run defenses. So they, they have to face the Texans, Vikings, Eagles, and Cardinals twice. Plus, there's a bye week in there. And we kind of saw what happened with Gurley last week. He ran into the Seahawks and Did. and kind of stalled out a little bit. I mean, he's been amazing. I don't think I don't think he's going to sink sink your season if you're if you own him and you're starting him right, every right. week. Like I love Todd Gurley, it's just kind of a word of caution. Maybe you sell him now while his value is as high it, as it might be oh, all season. Yeah. If you lost OBJ and you need to sell Gurley for a couple wide receivers that you can use every week or something like that, I think now is a good time to sell. What him. would you move Todd Gurley for? I, I mean, that, obviously, obviously,
1: you're you're me. you're asking for a big, a big uh,
2: payday back, but yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're if you've been hit by injuries or something, and you need like two wide rec- wide receiver twos or something that you can okay. start every week, and you have depth at running back, and you can can afford to lose Gurley, okay, you know,
4: that I mean, I have a really hard time trying to sell Gurley because the same thing, like, what are you getting back? Gurley right now is tied for the league lead in attempts inside the five and he's one off the league lead in attempts inside the 10. This offense can move the ball mm-hmm. and more more importantly than anything in those bad matchups, they're scoring opportunities and pretty much nobody in the league is getting more than Todd Gurley right now. And good point. as bad as that game was against the the Seahawks like as a final stat line, let's yeah. not forget he had a fumble out of the end zone that uh, hit that's the a pylon actually.
1: If, if that, that if that oh, yeah. if that That's goes true. the
4: other way, he's got six points there. We're like, wow, Gurley beat a bad matchup again. So I just think I think your return, especially like if you're trying to get wide receivers or something, is not going to be great enough. It's going to be too up and down, mm. especially when Gurley's constantly getting work. at the So goal
2: just line. delete the column. Twenty 24- four.
4: <laughs> no, I mean disagree. Dis- dis- attacked.
3: Oh, for God's sake! Oh, God. <laughs>
2: just dis- disagreeing argument.
3: is fine. Yeah, he averages twenty four point four touches per game, and you're just not going to f- – I mean, we're sitting here talking about, like, should we add Jalen Rashard or should we <laughs> add Deion Is Earth? Is Adrian Peterson a weird <laughs> yeah, right? start? Like, no, nope, this just, guy is. Th- yeah, yeah, there's just nothing going on like this at the running back position right now. I mean, even, even guys – like, obviously, we expected David Johnson, who's Le'Veon RIP, Bell. and right. uh, Le'Veon well, Bell to be that guy. This one, so yeah. But, yeah, there's just – I don't really care about matchups – or efficiency at the running back position when you're getting volume like this not just overall but also in the passing game and also in in scoring position. So,
2: fourth toughest strength of schedule among all running backs rest of the season. Yeah,
3: I just don't really care. <laughs> like I I get it and I I hear you, but if he's still going to push for 20 touches a game, I don't really care. And get
4: and get the valuable looks. That's what's yeah. that's what's more important to me for the situation is that he's going to get those valuable looks. And I mean, also in who you know who's right at the top with him? is Carlos Hyde who's now in like a potential disaster scenario of losing work to Matt Breda, So,
3: I don't he yeah, had the 49ers situation not to like veer off topic, but that is one that's that's tough to me cuz I think I think Carlos Hyde's been really good this year, I agree. but he he made a couple big mistakes last week and I think like that was a big pro- like he blew a blitz protection. He also fumbled, recovered it and the 49ers lost yardage off that play. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of conflicted on where I see high this seas- I think this week could going. be very
4: indicative because he also is going to mention this and get to EDG, but he got taken off the injury report. Right. So he was still dogged with his injury last week. He made some mistakes that could have led to the quote unquote hot hand approach Mm. so I think this week could be very informative as to how we really need to view that backfield. there's like 30 different
3: answers to the question of like (laughs) what's going on (laughs) with Carlos Hyde is it the injury do they just want to play Matt Breida was it because he made some mistakes because does Kyle Shanahan not really like him all that much I don't know but what I know is Hyde has been playing really well and was getting volume up until last week so you're right this week will be a big test
1: also in trade calls you're saying by Joe Mixon
2: thoughts there uh yeah, so since Bill Lazor took over that offense, Joe Mixon has become the clear-cut primary back. Uh, his 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 carry percentage went from forty-one percent share. Uh, between Gio Bernard and Jeremy Hill and Mixon. Okay. And now in the last three games, he has a 66% share of the carries in that backfield. Uh, and per Graham Barfield of fantasyguru.com, he also owns a 67% share of the Bengals' backfield opportunities inside the 10-yard line. So that whole narrative earlier in the season that Jeremy Hill would remain the goal back, Right. That's kind of going throw away. Throw that in the trash because <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> Hill's being phased out. Yeah. And the Bengals' offense is trending up, and I think you want a piece of that backfield. Okay. With an offense, I mean they're on bye this week yeah. as well, which makes it maybe even easier to convince, the, services, convince right? the owner to sell him. Right. I
1: would, and I would imagine too. I mean, this is a pretty good, you know, if you really wanted to get Joe Mixon, it can be done. Yes. You know what I mean? He's had a pretty he spotty. A, he hasn't had a blow-up game yet.
4: Yeah, know. you know so what I'm saying? He scored so. his first
2: touchdown last week, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I think there's good things coming up here. Won't attack you on this one. We agree. There you go.
1: I agree as well. And
2: he's got a good matchups coming up, too. All
1: right. You could read the rest of his column at NFL.com slash trade calls. Can I throw out two other names? No. Um, And I just wanted to get your takes or everyone's takes on whether or not you should buy or sell. Buy or sell, and they're basically the same player, buy or sell LeGarrette Blunt.
4: I'd buy sell oh
3: i don't have a i don't have a real strong pull either way uh, i i don't really know what you're selling him for right now i mean that's the question. I mean, that's why I I said before we started talking, I, I really hate trading and I hate giving advice on trades because it's like it all depends on who you're talking to. But yeah, like, which does. I don't I don't envy you having to write a column about trading. But don't look at the comment section. Just oh, I know, no, no, I know. That's why that. I, when I read it, I like to troll you about it too because it is just it's just an easy target. But it's with L- but with LeGarrett, Blunt, like, I mean, he's he's not playing a lot of snaps, but the touchdowns are coming. I think the Eagles' offense
2: can move the ball. Uh,
4: it's a good offense right now. I just feel right. like I he's mean, that's game the script. script. Like
2: if they're if they're if the game is closer, the behind in the second half, he's not uh-huh. going to get those opportunities.
1: Well, I mean, the bottom line is he's a great uh, goal line back. Yeah. And the Eagles are putting up points.
4: Yeah, right. They are. So I don't know. Um, and I know you noted this, James, in your NGS piece. The Co knows, but he's been good since that since the game where he didn't even get. A carry, right, I know, right? Two. Not one. He has averaged five point six yards per carry, eight point five, and five point three.
3: Talked about that metric: run yards gained after running after defenders close in on them. Yeah, Blunt leads all running backs with twenty <laughs> plus carries, five point seven six <laughs> yards, a- averaging yards after defenders close in on him, and, and that's I think that's buoyed by a few long runs, but against the Chargers yeah. probably, but, but, but still. But that and the Chargers have a, just a horrendous mm-hmm. run defense, worst yeah. in the league but, right now but they but that's just that's in his range of outcomes like people think of him as just a big boring grinder but he is a big play guy when you get him into the into the second level and the Eagles I think have that ability right now but
2: smallwood's also been out i think when smallwood comes back like even with Smallwood out, they're rotating Kenyon Barner and Corey Clement, Corey Clement in yeah. there. Like, yeah, they want to have a
3: committee. Yeah. It's they just, do want to have a committee, for sure. Blunt I probably he'll have his games. Yeah, he's a
2: high ceiling, low
3: floor, like super high variance play. But it, yeah. could,
4: it could also be the type of way where, and we'll have to see this pan out, but like where you want to play him as it was in the case in New England in games where the uh, Eagles figure to score a lot of points and get ahead because who's better at salting away a lead than LeGarrette Blunt? True. You just throw him in there in the fourth quarter and ain't nobody want to tackle him.
3: Speaking of which, tonight's game against Carolina, I think is like a horrendous spot for Mm, him and went short week on the road against a really, really good defense.
1: Uh, Pro football focus, for whatever it's worth, uh, had the Eagles offensive line as the number one offensive line going into 2017. Was it number one, or were they? Was it Tennessee? They were up there. They were very, very high up there. All right, so we'll see. Uh, Lane Johnson, I think, is working through concussion protocol, but I don't
4: think he's playing tonight. uh, Okay.
1: Well, there you go. Um, How about Mike Gillislee? Byers, I feel like we've we've covered (laughs) drop. Yeah. No, seriously. Um, The the one I've I've advocated keeping Mike Gillisley. and the reason being is because we've noted how bad the New England Patriots defense is, Um, and you know the other thing about the Patriots too is. The great thing about them and and really the frustrating part about fantasy is it's so difficult to predict what they're going to be doing moving forward, even after we've seen five weeks of of evidence uh, coming in. I would not be surprised if Bill Belichick says, you know what, man, we have to protect our defense a little bit. We're going to have to run the ball. We're going to, especially given that Tom Brady's, you know, reportedly dealing with an injury as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they mix it up a little bit and say, you know what, forget it, man. Let's grind out some yards on the ground. Let's bleed the clock a little bit. Let's take the air out of the ball somewhat, somewhat. And if there is a running back that can do that, it certainly is Mike Gillisley. I also think about the weather. I, I know it seems you know like a small thing, but when that temperature drops in New England and it's not easy to throw the ball, Mike Gillisley could have a role there too. So yeah. I, I'm not dropping him, but I, I certainly him. would not play
2: yeah, um, him at this point. I don't think you could sell him for much right now yeah. anyway. So.
3: I said drop him, but in the leagues where I did draft him, unfortunately – uh, I have held on to it. I'm just kind of waiting for him to have another big game to try to then get him off the team.
4: The only the only thing I would say maybe counter to that, James, is <laughs> yeah. I, I get the logic thinking that, but I know at least in one of his games, and I was trying to find a place to quick have the stats, but the vast majority of his carries came in the fourth quarter because he is more that salt away, the thing we talked about earlier in the he podcast is. how Bill Belichick doesn't want to display his hand, so that's why we saw Dion Lewis last week get a bunch of carries yeah. early and stuff like that. So, with their defense being bad, it could run counter to that style of Gillisley. Whereas, like back in the day, you know, they would use LeGarrette Blunt to salt away those leads and stuff. And if they don't have leads to salt away, if they're in competitive games, James White, Deion Lewis, and potentially even Rex Burkett are going to be getting more snaps.
1: Before we move on, let me tell you, let me tell you about Bombfell. Because for most guys, shopping is an absolute pain. Bombfell, an easier way for men to get better clothes. Bombfell is an online personal styling service that helps men find the right clothes for them. It's simple. It's straightforward. All you got to do is complete a questionnaire and a dedicated personal stylist will handpick pieces specifically for you. Once you've viewed your selections, you've got 48 hours to make any changes or even cancel all together because Bombfell is on your side. They don't take your money if you don't find something you want to keep. Best of all, we've negotiated. We personally have negotiated with Bombfell to get our listeners a special offer of $25 off your first purchase when you go to bombfell.com slash live. That's Bombfell spelled B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com slash live. Bombfell, open and Close. Okay, let's get to EDG. Every damn game. Let's talk about the early games here. Chicago in Baltimore. Matt Harmon, what do you got? Not a lot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this Truth. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it, this keep this quick on the Bears' side. Like, I think you – yeah, I guess you play Jordan Howard, but it's a terrible spot for, a you know, a grinder running back on the road. Tariq Cohen in trouble, losing touches, oh, yeah. losing
2: snaps.
4: Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. pretty much just not a fantasy option ben, at this Benny point. Benny Cunningham. What is it with uh, Benny? Come up. What is it with Benny Cunningham? Deep sleeper. I don't I know, mean, but to quantify that with stats from weeks one to three, Cohen played forty-nine percent of the snaps, was averaging about fifteen touches a game. Weeks four and five, twenty-seven percent of the snaps, eight point five touches a game.
3: Yeah, not fun. Uh, so I think Howard's were really the only viable fantasy option in this offense yeah. going into Baltimore, but that's a
4: maybe. Zach Miller and I PPR. think Zach
3: Miller, yeah. I don't know, Titan's a disaster. This I, I may come mean, come on. I mean, it is. But, I but think he, Miller, what has he offered so far? I mean, he got a touchdown last week, but it came off a play a where but where Trubisky threw an interception, basically, <laughs> and Anderson Dejo just volleyball-tipped it back yeah. to Zach Miller. I mean, at least he's looking that way. I guess no, I, I targets, yeah. I think? Yeah, I think seven, but I seven feel seven like we've been saying game. every week, like, hey, Zach Miller could be interesting, and
2: nothing happened. But, yeah, I mean, it's been Mike you. Glennon. I think, yeah. tru- I think the thing with Tariq Cohen, too, is that Mike Lennon likes to dink and dunk and dump off those short passes, and Trubisky's just going to change that, that That's interesting. That you know what? I think that makes sense. For, that for makes Cohen. sense. That makes a lot of sense and,
3: and, and on the Baltimore side, I mean, not a lot of options there either. This, is a pretty, this should be a pretty low-scoring game. Uh, Jeremy Macklin's not playable. Nope. Mike Wallace, not playable. Nope. Buck Allen's playable for volume. And yeah. I, I still want to see if at some point Alex Collins Gets more work because as all these we've been talking about all these backup running backs. Yeah, he's a player that I think has shown well in his in his rush attempts. Be not he's another zero in the passing game, but we'll see. He's a player that I want to monitor, but I don't want to play anybody in this game. Uh
4: Baltimore defense though might yes. have been, might have been dropped in. Leagues. Oh, that's good. Pick yeah. them up. they're oh, yeah. at, at home. Trubisky threw a pick on t- 25 attempts last week. Uh, I think I think it's a good spot for Baltimore defense. They've got I, really good I, coverage corners.
2: I wrote up the Bears as like a, a sneaky streamer, too, just because the Ravens have been so bad on offense. and I don't hate that either. Even against the Vikings, the Bears' defense was pretty stout last week. So. I agree.
1: Green Bay at Minnesota, we covered that extensively, so we'll move on. San Francisco at Washington. Carlos Hyde, as the boys mentioned here, taken off the injury report. His hip no longer bothering him. But Matt Breda out-touched Carlos Hyde last week. Alex how are your thoughts on this game?
4: Yeah, I mean, especially in that backfield, like I said, this could be a game that tells us a lot about what to watch here moving forward. Um, I'm not in on Brian Hoyer as a streamer this week. Uh, I mean, he's thrown for 300 plus yards and two touchdowns in two of his last three games. Yeah. But Washington's been pretty good against the past. They're yeah, allowing they just 234 yards a game, five TDs, four interceptions. I think Josh Norman is going to be out. Right, yep. he's out for yes. a couple of weeks. Yep. Yes, he is. Still, I don't, I don't love it. Uh, What's up Ho- with broken ribs this year? I don't know. It's
1: a big rib year.
4: I, uh I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> right? love the, I don't love the spot for Hoyer. I think Garcon's in a good spot though. He's eighth in the league in targets and receiving yards. Revenge is, game. It's a revenge game. Revenge. He is, he is yet to find the end zone yet. So you know,
3: that's crazy. Positive that regression or whatever. People it's it's I know for.
4: he's, he's got forty-four targets and hasn't found, hit Pater yet. That's so. crazy. I mean, this offense doesn't score touchdowns. No, so. this <laughs> offense has only scored touchdowns in what two games this year? I think something like that. That. Uh, and then we already mentioned George Kittle. think he's in a good streaming spot. Okay. Uh, on the flip side, I think you want to start Chris Thompson. You want to start Kirk Cousins. I'm worried about his pass catchers, though. Like, they're so volatile. It's the... Get the syrup, not the pancakes, analogy to yep. borrow it from our friend uh, Rumford Johnny. Okay, uh, but if Jordan Reed is out, Vernon Davis again. Jordan Reed's off the injury report.
2: He is off the injury report,
4: I think, knows, but he also he has should. a broken toe and a busted. It's shoulder also and ribs. it's also Jordan Reed. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, could yeah, yeah, be, That's what I'm saying. Uh, and the Redskins' defense, I think, is in a uh, good spot as a streamer yes. this week at home. They've been a surprisingly frisky defense. They could get after uh, Hoyer. They're probably going to have positive game script on their side. So a yeah. lot I of I like lot their of, D, man. A lot of boxes in the checked in the right spot. Yeah, are yeah. getting after
1: it. Uh, Detroit taking on New Orleans in the big easy. Willie Snead still dealing with a hamstring injury. He was limited in practice Wednesday, but for whatever it's worth, Sean Payton said Willie Snead is 100%. If he's 100%, why is he limited on Wednesday? I don't we know. Willie Snead also <laughs> said that the Saints are taking it slow with him too. So Okay.
2: Yes. Maybe they I, just I, don't want to reflare the injury. I, I don't g- know. I got some questions about Will- Willie Snead on Twitter and I don't think you can start him until you see, like, what his role is there. You know what? How they, how they work him
4: He's back. also got a – Quandre Diggs is pretty good in the slot for the Lions. We've talked about him on this podcast before, so I'm, I'm off Sneed this week. Yeah, All me, right. me too.
1: Matt Stafford dealing with a leg injury, limping around at practice, oh. but he
2: is expected to play. What else you got on this game, Matt Franchise? Yeah, Stafford got banged up last week, man. Um but, yeah, we talked about Sneed. I would start Michael Thomas. I like uh, Mark Ingram as a volume play here with Adrian Peterson gone. I like you know Alvin I mean? Kamara as yeah, like maybe a flex play, especially mm-hmm. in PPR leagues. I think it's a good bounce-back spot for Amir Abdullah, who's getting the volume, had kind of a down week last week against a tough Carolina rush defense. Now they got uh, New Orleans. And I also kind of like Kobe Fleener as a streamer oh! against Detroit. Who's I like Fleener. Hey there. Uh, what? The, uh yeah, Detroit's allowing 353 receiving yards to tight ends this year. That's the fifth most. Okay, they always stink against tight ends. Right, and then uh, I'm off
4: of that. Off I that don't train. know if
2: you can trust any Detroit pass catchers.
4: It, Golden Tate would be the only one I might throw out. Right. but like it, you don't feel he great has about it. One game over 60 yards. I so. know it's been a bit of a disaster. I think I'm writing this as a Is Kenny Galladay back? I, think I don't he's know. He's coming back, but they need was, him back too. They definitely need him. I was Cover this
3: extensively in the next gen stats piece this week. Uh, I don't think this is going to be a high scoring game because I don't think the Lions can acquiesce in delivering on a huh. on a, a high scoring game. I see what you're Their offense is acquiesce
2: the inflection point.
3: They are not. They are not a good <laughs> offense right now. They're 21st <laughs> in Football Outsiders' DVO, offensive DVOA, uh, despite the fact that they rank 10th in points per game. But they're, I mean, their I mean their offense right now is. Gross. I mean, Stafford is averaging five point eight air yards in his on his, his completions. The NFL average is six point five. They can't push the ball downfield without Kenny Galladay there. So he yeah. is a difference maker. I think that he needs to come back. They're also sneaky, like disappointing free agents, Rick Wagner and T J Lang playing on the right side. Detroit allows the most pressure coming from the right of center and is that that's that right. Yeah, which is just this, again, disappointing considering wow. the money. Both that those they, are good players too. Yeah, yeah that's but what they I'm saying. haven't. They have just haven't played well this year yet. And and you know the offensive lines take time to gel or whatever. But Stafford has been under pressure. Uh, it, it, they they allow the twenty. They rank twenty first in pressure rate allowed right, right now. They're not a good pass protecting team. And Cameron Jordan, the Saints, like perennially underrated, only good defensive player, takes most of his snaps from the left defensive side of the field, so he could really wreck these guys who haven't played up to their 39.5 million guaranteed contracts combined. Oh, boy. Uh, Miami taking on Atlanta. (laughs) Matt Harmon, what do you got? No Dolphins, please. Oh, my God. <laughs> so bad. I mean, I think you got to play Jay Ajayi because <laughs> – The volume was there it's last gonna week. Ha- yeah, I, I mean, it's going to happen eventually for, for Ajayi. And, oh, you know, man. the uh, he hasn't had, like, a big game as a receiver yet, which is something we were hoping to see yes. coming into this year. We know the Falcons – Every year, allowed the most production to receiving running backs. They've led the NFL in catches allowed to running backs in 2015, 2016, and we're doing so again for their buy <laughs> this past week. So that's great. So hopefully, Jai can get it going. Um, but the pass offense, I don't really want to play anybody. I don't know. Devontae Parker, is he going to play in this game or not? He hasn't practiced. Probably yeah, he's don't even, crutches. Probably or... don't even care, even if he was to play. Uh, no no Dolphins passing game player for me. Uh, what the, about, Jarvis Land? Matt what, about, in what
4: about Jarvis Landry and PPR, though? He said five plus catches. I mean, sure. Yards, yeah, I like, get it.
3: If you're doing it, but. No, I don't really. W- I would rather not. But not uh, but, you're, but you're doing. But you're doing it. But yeah. you're Vol- doing it.
4: Volume will be there. So. But yeah,
3: you're 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 doing it for his eight catches for sixty yard game. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I mean, if they allow a bunch of, the, but, <laughs> hey, he scored a
2: touchdown last. They week. They allow
3: a bunch of production to pass catching running backs. That's basically what Jarvis Landry <laughs> is. So sure, I guess that makes <laughs> nice. A lot of sense. Nice. Uh, anyways, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> on the Falcons side, I think you know who you're playing. Matt Ryan is due for some after being due for some for some negative regression in his touchdowns this year. He has, in fact, done so. He's en- His touchdown rate's under four after being up at seven last year. He should finally get going against this defense, which is not very good.
1: Okay, there you go. Cleveland taking on Houston. How many touchdowns does Deshaun Watson score this week, Alex Gilhar? All of them. All of them.
4: <laughs> no, I mean, this is a great spot for Deshaun Watson. Cleveland has been gashed through the air. I think you definitely want to start Nuke. Will Fuller, I mean, the dude's just been catching touchdowns at an outrageous clip. You know that's going to have to stop at some point, but this is a good matchup. And the the benefit for this offense, too, is the Texans just lost two of their key defensive players and J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless. Oh. Yeah. And when Kevin Hogan came into the game uh, last week for the Browns, he actually helped move that offense up and down the field. Yes. So this could turn into a, a sneaky – what do we call it the other day? A beautiful – uh, beautifully, beautifully bad shootout. A beautifully bad shootout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, I mean, the Houston offense is electric right now. You want to yeah. start – your guys in that offense, uh, Lamar Miller, Hopkins, Fuller, Ryan Griffin's a great streamer because yeah. well, the Browns and tight ends they don't don't mix right now. Um, but other than, other than that, on the, on the Browns side, you you really can't trust anybody other than Duke Johnson. That's like, true. I, I know, Francis, you brought up Johnson. Kevin Hogan as a streamer, but it, like. Don't do this to yourself, but if you have to, <laughs> I guess he
2: gets he has a decent floor because he runs a lot. He, he runs, does run yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's
4: interesting. Um, he had like
2: a hundred rushing yards in one of those games last. His after, only his only four he
3: last snaps last, last year. Yeah, seven I think seven rush attempts for over a hundred yards, and he ran. He was running last week
4: yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, That's so but yeah, so I mean, the Texans defense. I, I would probably try not to stream if you can help it, especially with Hogan under there. He moved the ball. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser was the one that was getting sacked and turning it over at an outrageous clip. That's true. Mm. Like we said, there's still lots of good playmakers in the Texans defense, but they just lost like two of their three best players on defense.
1: Can I just uh, very quickly undap uh, Hugh uh, Jackson there? I, I just I'm just so <laughs> undap. Uh, yeah, I just I'm just so confused. Like somebody asked you about Deshaun Watson, and you you. Ostensibly throw Deshaun Kaiser under the bus. Like, why would you do that to yourself? I don't. I don't understand. I, I don't think he's the guy. I think he's gonna be gone soon. Who Hugh Jackson yeah, is?
3: I don't think he's the guy.
1: Uh, that's fine. I mean, and I'm okay with that because it's like this comment is just. So, it's so easy. It's like, hey, Cleveland passed up on on Deshaun Watson. What do you What do you think? Well, uh, I think Deshaun Kaiser's a great quarterback, and I love our quarterback, and I can't wait to develop my quarterback. Easy answer. Easy answer. It's one of those things. You could have said anything, but what you said. You can't say, "Well, they have him, and we've got our guy," <laughs> and there's nothing we could do about it. As if to say, "Yes, we made a huge mistake." It's just, what are you doing, man? What What are you doing? It's a young quarterback. It's. I mean, come on. I also, no you- win. What What's are you doing? with the just, Jackson era. <laughs> there's they're, also, not, they're not competitive. Uh, there's also that as well. All right. Uh, where are we? New England taking on the Jets. Matt Forte, toe, back practicing in a limited capacity. Wednesday, he might go. Bilal Powell, calf, not expected to play. Matt Franchise, what do you got in this game?
2: Uh, so, I mean, even if Matt Forte does come back, uh, when he was healthy, you weren't really playing him. So, N- nothing there. Okay. Uh, I would start Elijah Maguire. Uh, I had I mean a- they're
1: both in flex consideration if Matt Matt Forte does play, right? Uh, I mean I especially mean, in PPR, no?
2: Like what was Matt Forte giving you when he was healthy?
3: <sighs> well, that was when they were that was when they were splitting the Touches up three ways, basically, right, between fine. between Forte, and If Powell, it's just Forte and, and McGuire, maybe yeah. you flex
2: Forte, but I'm not excited about it. Okay. But no, of course not. I had yeah. Josh McCown as a deep streamer. The Patriots have given up huge games to quarterbacks every week because their defense can't really stop anyone. Uh, maybe you roll with Austin Safarian Jenkins as a streamer at tight end Ooh. this week. He scored a touchdown against the Browns last week. Uh, on the Patriots side, Chris Hogan is, like, on the rise. He's their wide receiver one. Uh, so you're firing him up. Uh, it looks like Gronk is going to play. I, I don't want to say you can bank on that, but keep an eye on it. Right. If he plays, you're starting him. James White is greater than greater, greater than greater than Mike Gillisley, mm. uh, especially in a
4: PPR league. Twenty-one uh, targets, seventeen catches the last two weeks for James White. He's wow, uh, I and mean,
2: I think he's That's like I think
4: he's out snapped everyone <laughs> in that backfield all season. Okay,
2: uh, all right, fair so, enough. Yeah. Um, I mean Patriots, you're starting them. Tom Brady, I'm not really worried about even with the injury. Will there be
1: a notable fantasy analyst talking to me about New England stopping number one wide receivers in this game? No, they will not, because who the hell are they gonna stop on the Jets? Jermaine Curse?
4: No. Austin yep. And Jenkins yep. number one <laughs> <laughs> receiver over there, baby. <laughs> Jenkins. He <laughs> leads Jenkins. the team
1: in target since he came back. That's sad. Yeah, he's no he's oh, a good boy. I mean, well,
3: he's a good player. I think we should be excited about him. We should. I agree. For, yeah. Well, f- for one, again, tight ends gross. Okay. Uh, but Fair he's also getting volume. Uh, he's legit, really talented. It sounds like he's turned his life around. from oh, that's good. You know, was from the point when he was, you know, having alcohol issues and right. all that sort of stuff. So he's a good story. Somebody we should root for. Great. And I, and it, I mean, again, I think he's playing well yep. and he's got the, he's the role,
4: averaging six targets and five catches a game since he came back out
3: there for like seventy-five percent of the plus snaps. Seventy-eight
4: percent is what I had clocked. Even for better. The article. Baby, let's go. Later
1: games now. Tampa Bay taking on Arizona in the desert. We'll see the debut of Adrian Peterson. Matt Harmon, what else you got? I mean, yeah, we, uh, we covered the
3: Peterson angle pretty good. Did uh, indeed. So on Tampa Bay side, franchise and I were debating this yesterday, but I still really like Doug Martin. Uh, yeah, franchise is, is he's in his his. Well, uh, I had
2: him in trade calls as a sell because he's got some. Three really h- tough matchups coming up. Okay, but I understand if you need to hang on to Doug Martin because you stashed yeah. him for five weeks, and now he's finally back. And there's a lot of running back injuries. It was just a word of caution. If you actually read the article and not just the headlines, yeah, you would understand the context. Huh? I edited huh? the article, so I think I, I think <laughs> I you still question. I
3: think I yeah, I, well, I didn't find your reasoning good enough, which is why we made a beer bet about Doug Martin. Uh, but anyway, wait, what's the beer bet? I said – Franchise says he will not go over 14 po- – he will not score 14 points in any of his next three games. 14 in standard, points? In standard leagues. Okay. Not in any game. All right. Then he had I 14 mean, points. What's his
2: next three games? Uh, Carolina, Buffalo, and Arizona—I Arizona. believe. Ooh, those are tough. Those
4: match-ups. are tough, but
3: I think he's getting over
4: fourteen. Saying, and one all he and needs up. is a—he needs a touchdown in one of those games, and he's basically, he's a basically got a great do chance to do of what he did it.
1: last week: uh-huh. eighty yards and a touch. But the That's Patriots' 14. defense is
2: not good against running backs, and all three of those upcoming matchups are really good against running backs. He only got like and what thirteen, 13 carries. I'm not confident in the Bucks' yeah. offense. They're searching for identity. Uh, Jameis Winston is throwing like the fifth most pass attempts per game in the league right now. They they have no chemistry in that offense.
3: See, I think you're right. They are searching for an identity, and I think that Martin will be that identity. They I think he's going first to be team a big part of it because I think because Dirk shot. Cutter has wanted to be a a run first coach. I mean, even with Jameis Winston there, mm-hmm. they've definitely wanted to emphasize the ground game. So I really like Martin in this spot and going forward. I feel attacked. Of course, you do. <laughs> Anyways, Fair sensitive is over here. Okay. But anyways, I think, I think in the, uh, you know, otherwise on, on Tampa Bay, Deshaun Jackson's in another good spot because uh, Arizona will obviously use Patrick Peterson to shadow Mike Evans. Yeah. You got to worry about Mike Evans there, but yeah. it, you still play him. But Jackson will likely get a lot of run against Justin Bethel, who allowed Bethel's it. He be- stinks. God, he's been beat deep so bad. He got beat deep by Torrey Smith last week. God so length. Deshaun Jackson, I think you want to try to slide into your lineups
1: if you can. Can Jameis
3: find him deep? Yeah, it's been a it's been a struggle. I mean, Jameis Winston's leaving too many plays on the field, oh but my God. I don't want to play I don't want to play Winston in this in this spot. He had like a disaster game against uh, Arizona last year on the road. So right. you gotta be a little nervous here. And on the Cardinal side, um, I definitely wanna play, you know. Guys like John Brown, Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, Jerron Brown is risky after losing some snaps last week. But yeah. I think you want to try to you know, break ties about getting these guys in your lineup because Tampa Bay has
1: been allowing a lot of production to wide receivers. There you go. All right. The L.A. Rams taking on. The Jacksonville Jaguars. This is why I was confused. It's a later game, but it's in Jacksonville for some reason. This is why I was confused. Because you got to get those Jags in prime time. Prime time. It's your L.A. Rams. My L.A. Rams. All right, Alex Gilhart, what do you got in this game, man?
4: I mean, this is really a game where you just want to play the running backs. Like, they're both workhorses. They're both in pretty good spots. I mean, you want to start them. I could maybe see a case for starting Cooper Cup because he'll roam the middle of the field, and yeah. that's a little bit more where uh, the Jacksonville offense is suspect. But Watkins and Woods, their target shares are too inconsistent, and they're going to have to deal with Boye and Ramsey, which is just a no nightmare. Thanks. Hands yeah. off on golf this week. Uh, Rams defense, uh, maybe a streamer, just in case Bortles has to Bortle if, like, for some <laughs> reason they uh, they shut down the running game. But then, I mean, the J- they're both, like – it's a game, like I said, it's a game where you want to start the running backs and the defenses are low-end streamers on both sides. The
1: Rams have been surprisingly weak against the run, which is surprising when you have somebody like Aaron Donald there. Um, I've been surprised by that.
4: I mean, over under 34.5 pass attempts combined in this game for the quarterbacks. I'll Go around I the, the table will
1: here. T- I'll take the over because of Sean McVay. What was the line?
4: 34.5 combined pass attempts.
3: Oh, over. Uh, Over pretty confidently because one of these teams is—I mean, one of these teams is going to get stomped. I mean, Goff could throw twenty and Bortles could throw fourteen. I think that's—I think that's fair. I'm taking over. Okay. And I will lay beers on it with any of you here. I mean, I wasn't
4: going to put a beer bet on it. I was just—I threw out a random. Well, then what's
3: the point of talking about it if we're not going to beer
1: bet forty?
4: No, I was going to say thirty-nine and a half.
1: Thirty-nine and a half beer bet.
4: I'll take the. I'm taking. I'm taking the under. (laughs) Under.
1: 39 look and a half. You. It's a difference of 4. Look look at you. He you, was all you, confident. I know you know, you turtled up real quick. <laughs> yeah,
3: I'll take it. I'll take it. He's I'll tilting. take it. I'll take it. James, anyone who wants it.
4: Over or under? Under. I'm under. Franchise I'm is under. under. over. Definitely. I, w-
1: I want to take the under only because I want to I want this beer bet. But I think it- I think it'll be over. But forget it. I'll take the under just for the beer bet. Okay. Sick. <laughs> so wait, does he owe all of us beers? Yes. yes. And nice. we all owe
4: him one if it goes over. That's right. Oh, it's oh, exactly gonna be right. a
1: fun week for me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, I can't wait for this game now, so we can tilt over. I know, God,
1: thirty-nine Marty. and a half.
4: But yeah, that's the that's Let's the go. that's the extent of the fantasy analysis for this oh game. <laughs> Don't play the other wide receivers or tight ends.
1: <laughs> it is LCH. It's the L.A. Chargers. Love your commi-
4: I love your commitment to this. I'm I'm
1: sticking with this baby. LCH Looks at like Oakland. Leech. Hey, it's better than the <laughs> a- it's better than the Clippers. Look, you know, you know what was
4: better than that? SD. SD. <laughs> You're
1: absolutely correct. Oh. It's LCH at Oakland. Franchise, what do you got?
2: Well, the Chargers have the worst rushing defense in the league, so we might see a lot of Marshawn Lynch here. Marshawn! Found the end zone last week against Baltimore. Uh, You can't start Amari Cooper. We talked about that. I would be starting Michael Crabtree. If Derek Carr does go, if Derek Carr doesn't go, I'm still starting Michael Crabtree. Okay. Like if you own Derek Carr, just don't even think about starting him because if he does play, he's a risk to leave the game early. Exactly. He had some quote earlier this week where it was like, "Well, every time you go out there, you're at risk of getting hurt." But like, bro, you have a fracture in your back. In your back. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just rest. Rest up. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. Um,
4: Do you
1: play any of the tight ends here for uh, the Chargers?
4: See. I, it's like playing roulette with these guys. I know. It's Although, tough. I think the trend is swinging towards Hunter Henry the last few weeks. Yeah, it's like Gates got that record, and then they're like, okay.
2: And then Oakland
1: historically has been pretty bad against tight ends. I mean, ever as since well. they
4: lost Naron Ball, tight end eraser, right? <laughs> right, right. A couple go. years ago. <laughs> uh, That's the so only reason I, I ask. Guess, I feel like I feel guess like you roll Henry out, maybe
2: okay. if you need a tight end. Fair like, enough, but don't have high expectations. Uh, Melvin Gordon got hot last week. Uh, Oakland has a 25th-ranked rush D, so I think they give Melvin Gordon a nice workload here again. Interesting. This could be a low-scoring Appa- game too. Uh, yeah. Apparently, Mike Williams is going to return in this game, but he's not. Maybe yeah. keep an eye on him as a deep sleeper. But for sure, he's a stash. Uh, at you know, best, you're, man. you're firing Keenan Allen up, but I think that's about it.
1: Pittsburgh taking on KC. Travis Kelsey still in concussion protocol as of Wednesday. He did not practice. Watch for that injury report because obviously it will determine whether or not Travis Kelsey plays. Uh, Matt Harmon, what do you got in this game? This uh, this is the game where we're uh, we're we're gonna see you know how washed is Big
3: Ben you know uh, the, it's a pretty decent you know matchup for him I'm gonna cover that in next gen stats with, is it with, Casey's got a pretty good D they've got a good D but they give up production to passing attacks because their offense is so explosive you've got to throw I got on you them. Uh, right. and I so got you. so they'll be forced to throw I don't want I'm not gonna play Ben but I, it's just something I'm gonna watch okay uh, you know is Martav- you playing Martavis. No, 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 no. I don't want to play Martavis until we see him kind of get rolling, if we ever see it at this point. Uh, And on the KC side, I think you know who to start. I think you know Travis Kelsey's in concussion protocol. Hopefully he plays Yeah. uh, because, good God, we need tight ends. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think we know who we're playing in this offense. And just a quick note, talking about players who have added, I did in one deep league go ahead and add Charkandrick West just in the event that an unfortunate – Injury happens to Kareem Hunt. I see what you uh, He looks like he would inherit a lot of work there. What, so. about, what about a bird alert?
1: Yeah, no. Oh, it's bird with alert. So the thing is, well. Chris Conley, Chris Conley blew Chris Conley's out, but Chris
3: Conley was averaging, like, three targets per game. Yeah, so that's fine. I know, I know. I know. So, well, but, but, that's but, fine. but but yeah, Burt has been on the field, and we you know that the fantasy stronghold has a lot of affection sure. for Burt. He was on the deep dive Albert Wilson, this being. Yeah, uh, so I, I think he's worth checking out. Especially,
4: I was just thinking, too, especially if this game does become a high-scoring affair. Like, yeah. it, if Kelsey's out... If Kelsey's Bert's out, there. yeah,
3: Bert. Bert's there. He's been on the field, and uh, you can have a lot of fun with us four idiots, uh, hashtagging Bert Alert and tweeting Great. it out. Us idiots plus our idiot friend
4: Marcus Grant. Yes, too. Oh, there you go. Our uh, famous idiot friend, who's on television right now. Oh my gosh, he's probably man.
3: eating salted almonds and being fanned and by caviar by many. Yes. <laughs> well, he doesn't it. get his caviar until like ten thirty. When probably it's probably he's probably getting a pedicure right now. Actually. Oh, oh my gosh, you're so right. Wow. <laughs> Sunday night. I just football. hope he talks to us again. <laughs>
1: Sunday night football. It's the Giants taking on Denver in Denver. Brandon Marshall on IR, OBJ on IR, Sterling Shepard. He's got an ankle injury. He's not practicing, looking very doubtful to play. Uh, Alex Gelhar, what else you got in this
4: game? Uh, Deke Shriek for the entire Giants offense, basically. I mean, you can maybe roll out Evan Ingram. Uh, He surprisingly blanked us last week, but he's been getting usage. (laughs) Denver is kind of a middle of a uh, defense where you can attack and they legitimately have nobody else. Like I was in a league and I looked at Roger Lewis on the waiver wire and I was nope. like I think I'm going to pick up somebody else cuz this matchup is just horrific. Uh,
1: it's funny too cuz he's one of the most added players off the waiver wire and I'm like I don't want to play this guy. Not this week. I Not mean there will week, be weeks in
4: the future. And like I'm just I don't think you can really trust anybody else in the Giants. That the Denver run defense is great. They're coming off a bye. They just lost all their wide nightmare. receivers. Hard hard pass. Yeah. Denver I think this is almost a pretty – it's a pretty good spot all around. Like, Dominic Rodgers-Camardi got suspended. Good God. So, that, that that takes out one of their best cornerbacks. So, I like Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel <sighs> Sanders. They've Jeez. both been getting volume and yardage. We just need DT. Please, get in the end zone this week, man. He
3: probably – Just do he, it. He's due for a touchdown, I
4: mean. Uh, this should be a good spot for C.J. Anderson as well. Uh, Trev, like, he's at home and that he's been playing well at home. So, I think you could, you could roll him out there. I think I said earlier I'm starting Jake Brisket over him, but – it's a good spot. It's a good spot for Denver. Okay. Over or
3: under, Giants wins this year.
4: What's the line? Uh, One and, two and a half? Two, two and
3: a half.
1: half. Yeah. I think two and a half is a good line. Under. So there's – well, actually, hold on now. So they've played they five. They have a five, schedule. So they only have a, They have 11 games left. They ha- they have to win three of their next 11. <laughs>
4: Silence. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a yeah, i They Yeah, I say. think I might. They, they, no, Franchise is right. They have a – like this is – they're starting in the teeth of a god-awful schedule. They have to play Seattle next – L. A. They have got San Francisco, but then it's K. C. Washington, Oakland, Dallas, Philly, Arizona, Washington. Those again. are all losses. That's I mean it's with this the injuries this team has suffered. It's so hard to see they them. They don't have any good players. I
1: don't. You players. know it's funny too because Mike Clay put out there that uh, he put out a joke tweet of you know are the are the uh, do we start the Eli Manning to the Jaguars rumors now, which and I'm like that has I, been uh, that has been a, a thing that has been discussed. I know I just and it's like you know I I think Mike Clay is he's joking about it but it's it is kind of an interesting thought isn't it yeah all right so there you go Monday night football it's Indianapolis they're taking on the Titans in Tennessee Matt franchise what do you got
2: yeah so the big thing to watch here is Marcus Mariota's status I am a Marcus Mariota owner and in one of my leagues I'm gonna even if he plays are you gonna play him if he plays, I think I'm going to play him okay. because the matchup against Indianapolis it's is tasty. good. very tasty, yeah. But I've, I've also added yeah, Jacoby Brissett because he goes in the same game. So if Mariota, I play him regardless. If Mariota doesn't – right. But if Mariota doesn't play and you're waiting for that game time decision yeah. and, and you have Brissett on your bench, you can just pop him in at game time and it's you're good to go. Call. Yeah, And absolutely. It's uh, it's good matchups all around for both quarterbacks sure. except Matt Castle. Uh, Jacoby Brissett's also been keeping T.Y. Hilton – very valuable as a fantasy asset, and the Titans give up a ton of points to wide receivers, so I like the spot for T.Y. Hilton. I like it a lot. Uh, Marlon Mack was a big ad off the waiver wire this week, but he's kind of a wait-and-see for me. Sure. Uh, yeah. He's had some, like, splash plays. I mean, uh, he had nine carries, right? I mean – Yeah. So, no, right, it's, right. It's right. And it's the, the, the rotating Robert Turbin and Frank Gore is still the high-volume guy. I would start Frank Gore as a, a flex play because of the volume. Um I wouldn't be firing up anyone on Tennessee except DeMarco Murray and Delaney Walker, but expectations are limited, especially if Marcus... Is Davis out play. again? He's, he is he's been ruled out Dude. again. Yeah. I mean, Eric Decker and Rashad Matthews have kind of been meh. So I get you. All especially right. Especially Decker. Yeah. Daily DAP time. DAPs! DAPs! DAPs!
1: DAPs! DAPs! Daps. 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 Daily daps.
4: Uh, <laughs> so sad.
1: <laughs> Alex Gelhar, give me some daily daps.
4: Uh, first, daily daps to all the people up in Northern California that are being evacuated by, like, mm, droves, yeah. Legitimately hell on earth, like, with insane fires and everything up there. So thanks to everybody that's trying to keep people safe and getting out. Like, that's a crazy situation. I was reading a story in the New York Times, and they had a bunch of photographs. And I was like, oh, my. It looks it's crazy. like. crazy. It looks like stuff from a movie. It's like,
1: it's hard to get fire units up there. That's the problem. You know, and it's just so
4: mu- it's so much space. Yeah, like that's, that's what it is. That's you know? the problem too. And it's it's been so dry up there that that fire caught and it's spread out of control. Like those things are so hard to to maintain or and you know cordon off for for firefighters. But, uh, so daily daps to all everybody up there, and then undaps to this super volcano under Yellowstone National Park. Have you guys heard about this? No. Apparently, like, scientists have been like, yo, there's a super volcano under Yellowstone that could erupt um, way sooner than people expected. What does that mean? Uh, not good. It's not great, Bob. That's why <laughs> untaps that volcano. Chill, all right? We've got enough crap going on. We don't need the threat of some, like, underground volcano erupting. Like, in- <laughs> is it Imminent? No, it's not imminent, but but it's just... What
1: are you saying? So, like, if it explodes, like, Yellowstone's gone? Well,
4: if it explodes, it could apparently put up, like, 2,500 times the ash that Mount St. Helen erupted. Oh, my God! And, like, in the article I read, the phrase volcanic winter was used because that ash would go into the atmosphere. So, again, on daps chill super volcano. I'm going to need to get up there... And check it out before. Uh, <laughs> I mean, is
1: is this <laughs> like is this like a pimple where you gotta like? Can we just pop this? back? I don't know. That's what I'm worrying. Can we
4: like put a, some yeah. like, poke some stuff down there like relieve that pressure? Come on now.
1: Come I don't on know. Now.
4: I don't know. But that super volcano needs to chill. So undaps to the super volcano. Oh. <laughs> what daps, daps to the scientists that discovered it? But undaps the volcano. What? Chill, please. What a name. Super Volcano? Super Volcano. All right. Again, 2,500 times the volcanic ash <laughs> into the air of Mount St. Helen. Good God. <laughs> oh, boy. 2,500 <clears throat> multiply. Wow. Ash. Uh,
1: Producer Chris, what do you got, pal?
0: You know what? Alex actually took my man. adapts to the firefighters up yeah. in Northern California. Sure. I think you mentioned, Alex, you're, is your dad my a firefighter? Dad's firefighter yes, yeah. My dad's a firefighter. Uh, yes, my dad's a firefighter. My brother's a firefighter. And these guys are the real heroes, man. I, yeah, I tell you yeah. what, they, they they go into the danger, and uh, in Northern California is it's it's really tough right now. Yeah, so everybody out like there. It, it's unbelievable. It really is. Well, like but, I said,
4: wildfires like that are such a unique challenge too, because yeah. I mean, it, they they spread so quickly, and it's the task of slowing them down or forcing them away from people is just Pretty outrageously yeah. difficult.
1: Matt Harmon, what do you got?
3: Yeah, it was uh, World Mental Health Day this week, and a friend of mine on Twitter, Justin Twelve at Justin T W E L L seventy eight, uh, he shared a story a couple of a couple of months ago or earlier this past year. It's spring, the, I think. Yeah, and I had him on the Backyard Banter podcast to talk about it too. Uh, he shared a really deep and detailed account of his struggle with like serious, serious depression. Uh, it's his pinned tweet. It's worth going back and reading he reshared it again obviously in, in, in with with the event of this week so um i would definitely encourage everybody to read that it's like a you read it and like you afterwards like oh. so it's i i it's very eye opening and just anytime we could talk about these sort of these sort of issues are, are are worth it so normalize that absolutely so that's def- the big thing about it and it's health really health. cool to see like it's i mean it's not cool to hear that he went through all that but it's like it's it's cool to see like what he's like now he's like a legit awesome functioning guy you know married kids all the right. all the, whole, the whole nine yards
2: all right franchise what do you got i'm gonna daily dap my uh good friend's company called shades club shades club shades club go it's check the it first, out uh sunglasses subscription box i think it's a good idea it's a really cool idea you get a new pair every month they're really cool styles and uh if you don't like it, you can cancel anytime. So go to ShadesClub.com and pair up some sunglasses with your Bombfell clothes. <laughs>
4: hey, hey yeah. what, a good, what a good company, man!
2: There you go, out of baby. Uh, I will daily daps
1: no script with Marshawn Lynch. It's a new you just a new It's a new Facebook show that he's going to be releasing every single Thursday. I think there is an is there an episode today? I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's officially started yet. But uh, go find no script with Marshawn Lynch on Facebook. Uh, he's going to be releasing episodes there every Thursday. The, 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 the teasers for it already look, I mean, they look awesome. Is man. he like in a tank or something? He's in a tank. He goes into like one of those, like, uh, uh, uh wind tunnel things. Oh, uh, nice. Where he does the fake skydiving stuff. <laughs> he takes people on a beach and starts training them for some reason. I don't know why, <laughs> but he's doing it. It's great. Um, but yeah, no, it, it looks, it looks amazing. Um, I-, I will daily daps the second week in a row that this is the most random thing in the entire world. But I went and fell into a YouTube black hole yesterday for a Chinese rap group called Higher Brothers. Oh God, this is the most random thing. <laughs> so weird. It is so weird. And listen, I-, I just want the people to know. Yes, I am Korean. But I don't listen to Asian music or anything. It's not like I listen to a lot. A lot of hip hop. I listen to some country tracks. I like pop music. I don't listen to Asian language music. That's just not my thing. But I fell into this crazy YouTube black hole for this group called Higher Brothers. Uh, they're from legit mainland China, um, and they do and they do really good trap music. It's like trap hip hop. It's it's street. It's It's raw. It's good. I'm, just i like, shocked by it. Um, And the funny thing is they're more popular in America than they are in China. Interesting. Because the the Chinese, you know how they have the restrictions on on the Internet over there? Mm -hmm. So people can't find their music out there. You actually legitimately have to listen to their music going through, you know, random VPNs and stuff to go find their music overseas. (laughs) But they're much more popular here stateside because they have YouTube cool it's crazy it's so it's so weird they still they're still they're super popular but they're still all crammed into one apartment in in Chengdu China because they're you know waiting for their you know whatever their music money to come in it's (laughs) it's just crazy man it's a crazy situation out there but um I I swear I swear to God if you like like trapped hip-hop music (laughs) go find their music online i'm telling you it's so random but it is awesome all right so there you go that is your show for producer chris for the whiz kid from wisconsin alex gilhart matt Harmon, and the franchise matt franciscovich i'm james co
2: we're out
0: irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you when you pull up to game night in the all-new camry but it's actually bingo night
2: mini golf anyone
0: it's a camry vibe the all-new all-hybrid camry toyota let's go places
3: you wouldn't expect to hear that we're america's third best city for beer like
0: this one or home to vibes like this and this